This is the Busy Blokes Podcast with Jake Batrick and Christian Huggins. Hello and welcome to episode 12 of the Busy Blokes Podcast. My name is Jake Batrick. I'm a very, very busy guy. With me as always is my co-host, health coach extraordinaire Christian Huggins. How are you, fella? Bato, I'm busier than Adam Levine's PR team. <laughs> Boy, oh, that guy made a mistake, didn't he? Ah. <laughs> this podcast is all about providing you busy folk with health hacks, tricks and tips that'll have you feeling healthier, happier and stronger than ever. Bato, we are, we've got one week to go. We're, we're, at the, we're very much so at the pointy end. This is, yeah, this is, it doesn't get much pointier than this. No, no. <laughs> sharpen those pencils. Um, good so yes, grief. Yeah, good grief. Um, last week we spoke... A lot about calorie control, portion control. I did leave this um, topic more so towards the end. I think it's a really important topic um, for, for just about everyone to kind of learn how to control their food intake a little bit more. Um, we spoke about a few few action steps. So talk to us about this last week, anything that's been working, not working, how's the progress on the scales? Yeah, so we're down to 93.5. Ooh, very nice. Which so 6.5 nice. down. Yeah, yep. so a little 300 grammy loss. One of the action steps was to eat food sort of more consciously, slowly, mindfully. mindfully. Um, And I had a go at it um, a couple of times. Um, So unfortunately for me, I was eating dinner at work last week. Mm. And um, so I I tried to eat more mindfully, but because I was at my desk, I sort of didn't take out that you know, remove technology steps. So I was really <laughs> conscious, like, okay, just really enjoy this yummy sort of bowl that I've got going on here. Yeah. And then after about two minutes, I just completely get distracted by something that was happening on Twitter and just start shoveling again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So within literally like three minutes of me trying to do it, I realized that I couldn't do it yet. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna carry this is a busy blokes podcast first. I'm gonna carry over last week's action step and do it again this week. Yeah, 100%. Well, hopefully you're doing that, you know, beyond the With podcast. With most of them, well. actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but it's funny, like within that um, one meal, you pretty much went from, you know, feeling the effects of eating mindfully and slowly and enjoying that meal and then lo and behold, technology grabbed your attention away and you began shoveling it in with a spade again. It's like muscle memory. It was actually yeah. quite amazing when you stop and think about it because, so habitual. you know, you, I really was trying to enjoy the food and think about every mouthful mm. and putting the cutlery down. And then as soon as your mind goes elsewhere, your muscle memory kicks back in. Yeah. And it's mechanical. Like, bang. <laughs> and then next thing you know, there's no food left in your bowl. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's why I've got indigestion. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I feel so uncomfortable. Correct. Um, so, so what's, I guess you said you're going to continue this on, but what's going to be, what are you going to change to make it a bit better or easier for well, yourself? Well, the good news is for that action step, I won't be eating dinner at work this week. Right. So I've, I've swapped a shift. So I'm, uh, I'm back to the early, early-ish starts. Yep. No um, middle of the night sort of alarms, but it's um, at sort of sunrise alarms, which mm-hmm. for me, getting up at 10 o'clock most days the last three weeks is going to be an adjustment. Yeah, uh, so we'll get the dork goggles back out yes. and all of that sort of stuff and um but no, dinner at home uh which is kind of good because on the late shift too like your well I was sort of preparing dinner at home so it was less than ideal and to, you know it was just lots of like bringing in leftovers or yeah. whatever so yeah. I'm, I'm excited to get back into the kitchen this week and and do and do some more cooking cuz I really bloody love it. 
Yeah. It's good fun. So, look, that'll be the difference. Um, but one more week to go. 1.5 kegs in <laughs> To get week. the good goal. It's going to be tough. <laughs> it's going to be tough. But I, I don't want to rule anything out. Yeah. Stranger get a haircut things as well. Yeah. Get whatever weight off you can. <laughs> All right. Uh, this week, mobility. This is exciting. Yeah. This one uh, from from the notes. I've had a little sneak peek of the notes, and there's some really exciting stuff in here. So, should we get stuck into the nitty gritty? Yeah. Let's get nimble. Alrighty. I'll define mobility as the ability to move or be moved freely and easily. But I guess the way that I look at mobility or being healthy and mobile is the ability to do what you want to do with your with your body when you want to do it. So, you know, go play a casual game of tennis or go for a hike or help your mate move house or lift a couch or get down on the floor and play with your kids or put your kid up on your shoulders or in old age especially, like not relying on walking frames and walking sticks and relying on other people, like being able to use your own body, if that makes sense. So mm. doing things now in preparation for all of those activities so you can just, you know, I don't know, be nimble and athletic. I'm not nimble when it comes to sitting on the floor. Like I'm just <laughs> so not flexible. Can't cross my legs. I I am not nimble in that. That's terrible that and you haven't even cracked the 30 yet. Correct. 30 years old. Um, I've never sort of been able to do it though. I remember like back in primary school, I used to hate school assemblies. Because sitting cross-legged. I could not sit cross-legged on the floor. And I would just get out of assembly every week. Be like, oh, I've done my groin again. Or, <laughs> <laughs> felt something in my They'd glute. They'd rub down. Yeah. yeah get some DP'd time, out. The teachers are just like, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny that you said the um, the sitting down cross-legged thing and not being able to do that because there's two tests that I like to play around yes. with clients to do. And one's called the old man test and one's called the sitting rising test. Now, the sitting rising test is literally... And I'll put, I'll put links to both of these um, tests in the show notes so listeners can go along and have a bit of a play around with these. But the sitting rising test is literally just going from standing with your feet together and plonking yourself down slowly and comfortably onto your bottom, sitting cross-legged and then going uncross-legged and then back up to the top. And the more wobbles you have, the more feet or hands or knees or elbows you use to get up, you pretty much deduct points from that. And it can pretty much predict like what your mortality rate is or when you're going to die. Um, yeah, and right. the old man test is just like another kind of balance and flexibility test of putting shoes and socks on um, from a standing position and balance and all that sort of stuff. So those are two tests you can kind of just do to play around and see what your mobility is like. But if you can remember back from, I can't remember which week we're talking about the the most common chronic conditions affecting Australians back in 2017, 18, mm-hmm. did a big survey and it was the 10 most uh, common chronic conditions. And the second most chronic condition was back problems or back pain and that's right. the second leading cause of doctor's visits. And the third one is arthritis and the sixth or seventh is osteoporosis. And these are all issues of poor mobility. And like, you know, that's why I feel like it's really important to not only just like go for a run on the treadmill or go lift some weights or something, but to really focus on just being healthy and being able to do all the fun things and be able to be physically active and not feel so like sore all the time or taking five minutes just to get out of bed. Well, that was my biggest issue, you know, at the start of this journey was like, I was struggling to get my right knee up mm. on like big curves. The curves, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Like struggling literally walking back to my car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Like, Terrible. Um, well, that's what you've just said there because you, you've gotten better at that, right? Like Correct. Through, through all the, the healthy eating and the sleeping and stress management, but most importantly, the, the exercises you've been doing, you don't often struggle to get up a curb anymore, no, which is good. No. What we've been doing throughout this journey is strengthening my body 
to be able to be more mobile, to do more of the things that, that we like doing, right? Yeah. 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 Just everyday stuff as well, like making it easier for you to carry a shopping basket or pick up a child or kick the footy or whatever you want to do, like making yourself better at doing those things. And what you said there, um, you know, is one of the tips today that we'll get down to in down to business, but doing strength training or resistance training, using full ranges of motion and strengthening the muscles and strengthening the joints and the bones increases your mobility because essentially like mobility is any movement that improves how a joint moves or its range of motion. Um, like the benefits of mobility are decreasing your muscle soreness, it prevents injuries, um, including muscle strain and muscle and joint pain, relaxes the nervous system, enhances natural movement, posture and breathing. So we'll get into a lots of lots of cool tips today about um, how to be mobile on a day-to-day basis because some people define mobility or want to improve their mobility as like flexibility. Like they think f- being flexible is being mobile, but flexibility is just like being stretchy in my opinion, like just putting yeah. a joint, like a baby is really flexible. You can put their legs up near their head, yeah. like, right? <laughs> but, but they're not strong in those positions. No. They can't hold their legs there. So mobility is a little bit different to flexibility in the sense that mobility is how you control your joints range of motion. And one of the tips today is we're going to talk about um, doing compound exercises or strengthening exercises like you've been doing. And the better you do those things and the more you practice those things and the stronger you get in those movements, the more mobile you'll be because your joints are just going to feel happier and better. What are those primary factors of sort of mobility and vitality? Because as you said, most people think about mobility as flexibility. So I was sort of thinking of it as movement, but there's a bit more to it, eh? Yeah, well, vitality means like um, being happy and energetic and strong into old age, essentially. So if you want to be happy, energetic and strong into old age, yes, you have to be flexible, but also mobile as in the sense of controlling those flexible ranges of motion. You've got to have good balance. You've got to have good strength and you've got to have good motor coordination. So if you can have those four things like flexibility slash mobility, balance, strength and motor coordination, you're going to be a healthy, happy, strong, nimble, athletic 70-year-old dude, 80-year-old dude, which is what we want. So, you know, the, the the tactics we're going to get into today are very are kind of like broad stroke things to increase your nimbleness, increase your mobility and make sure you're warding off osteoporosis and back pain and just like joint pain and stuff like that all over the body. I reckon if you tried to put my legs up around my head, you'd probably get halfway there and it would just result in a fart. Or a yeah, hit. fart or ripped pants yeah. or shorts <laughs> or a torn hammy. Absolutely nowhere. Yeah. Well, let's get loosey-goosey, let's get mobile, mm-hmm. and uh, should we get down to business? Let's get stretchy. Christian, in the wise words of the late, great Olivia Newton-John, let's get physical and practical with mobility. <laughs> yeah. Rest in peace. Um, yeah, so i got eight practical tips to increase our mobility today. Now, remember, all of these tips are just for like general um, mobility, full body mobility. So if you have a specific condition where your ankle is really, you know, bad or your knee or your hip or your shoulders or your back, like definitely go get that checked out and maybe you can do some specific exercises for that area. Let's get very practical with eight broad stroke mobility tips. Now, number one is to add more, what I call floor time. Uh-uh. <laughs> Hello, N- Torn Hammy. No, thank you very much. <laughs> But essentially like time on the ground or floor naturally restores function by massaging tissues, mobilizing your joints and retuning the nervous system. So just getting up and down from the floor massively increases hip and ankle mobility. It decompresses your spine. And what you'll find is like just sitting on the floor, rolling on the floor, changing your positions, it strengthens all the nooks and crannies of each joint and the surrounding tissues. So what you want to do is you want to make the floor inviting, have some comfy rugs down there, cushions, ideally somewhere next to some natural light. 
You can sit cross-legged in what we call the 90-90 position. You can kneel on your knees with like flat feet or put your toes up. So do like a toe sit, have your legs wide apart, sphinx position, lying on your side. So all those positions that I just mentioned, just give it a quick Google and you'll find. But eat dinner down there. Like me and my fiance, we eat dinner on the floor pretty much every single night. Just <laughs> just sitting there cross-legged. Like It's an easy way to add 20 minutes of floor time or you can play board games, do your assignments, research on the computer, reading from the floor. There's so many different ways. Talk on your phone. Heaps of ways to add floor time into your routine um, and for all those benefits I outlined before. Is there a risk that if you're eating dinner on the floor, you will get interrupted by some sort of pet? Potentially, yes. <laughs> <laughs> pet, pets can be can, pets can be put away for the uh, the dinner dangerous. time. The dinner dangerous. time, yeah, quite dangerous um, depending on how hungry your pet is. Um, but yeah, maybe even playing with your pet on the floor. That's obviously you're getting on all fours, you're rolling around, you're doing all the stuff. So essentially like most of these movements that we're going to be talking about today um, and these these strategies to increase your mobility is just about, you know, if you don't use it, you lose it. So it's about using those ranges of motion in different angles and intensities and all that sort of stuff. The next one is we're going from the floor into the air. Into the air. Yeah, <laughs> well, I like this quote. The question of whether we descended from apes or split from apes no longer arises because it hasn't happened yet. We are apes. So, so <laughs> cryptic. Yeah. So our shoulder girdle is built to brachiate, which is just a fancy word for hang. Um, but in modern society, our shoulders often get st- stiff and stuck in forward flexion. So you think about what we do in everyday life. Everything is facing forward. We drive facing forward. We type facing forward. We eat facing forward. We're on the computers. We're on our phones facing forward. And if we do that too much and don't bring our shoulders back into a nice natural position, our shoulders get stuck in forward flexion. So they roll forward and we get what is this called upper cross syndrome. So if we don't, you know, if we were to do look at the really end of the extreme, you'd get that like kyphosis, that like hunchback eventually yeah. if you don't look into, you know, bring yourself back into a nice posture so we'll talk about posture a little bit later, but hanging, there's we've got this as apes, like we haven't gone that too far from, but there's this biological demand to continue reaching up, hanging and pulling for optimal health. So Dr. John Kirsch did this study back in 2012 and he had 92 people with chronic shoulder pain and he had 90 of them, so nearly 100%, return to comfortable living uh, living after a daily hanging protocol. So Yeah, right. Yeah, you just want to take it slowly. So you don't need to hang from, you know, just about everything and jump up and do 20 pull-ups, but take it slowly. You can simulate hanging from things slightly in front or slightly above you. So what I mean by that is, you know, you can get the back of a chair and just kind of put your hands on it and then just sink back with your hips so your head's between your arms, if that makes sense. You're kind of hanging horizontally, if that makes sense. Or you can grab the back of a couch or the kitchen bench. Um, You can then gradually work your way up to hanging from something above you using a bench or a chair just to support your weight a little bit Um, and then eventually with your feet off the ground. So just think about when you grab things in front of you or above you, you want to have like a rock solid grip. So grab it really tight. Think about breaking the bar or breaking whatever you're holding. Um, Alternate between squeezing the bar and relaxing, Um, point your toes, raise your feet slightly in front of you. So just hanging from a chair or hanging from a couch or a kitchen bench or hanging from something above you, you want like a total of 90 seconds to three minutes each day. So it could just be short little 15 second stints here and there while you're waiting for the kettle to boil. That's a minute or two right there. Or while you're waiting for the, the the pot to boil to put your pasta in there, that's a couple minutes right there. So think about things you normally do in the day and just go, all right, while I'm, while I'm waiting for this fill in the blank, I'm going to hang from this chair in front of me or I'm going to jump up and grab this pole in front of me. What about hanging and swinging from your parents' hill's hoist in the backyard? <laughs> Does that count? Yeah, it counts. Um, we'll just give you – think about how good that is to, that, how good that feeling is of just like running past and swinging on something. Yeah. Like we are, we are monkeys and like, you know, just 
think about how good that is for your shoulders to actually be in that position of like nice stretch, nice going like fluid motion, swinging from something versus always being stuck in that forward position and very stiff position. So this is a great way to decompress the spine and alleviate some back pain as well. Making sure you mix it up in terms of your routines as well is so important and also can be pretty fun, hey? Yeah, well, just your routine, you know, we want to practice variety because strategy number three, but including like a mix of activities, like physical activities, helps ensure you're using a variety of muscles and supporting your body and mind holistically. It keeps things engaging, it keeps things fun, but you want to balance of the four types of exercise that we outlined in um, episode two or three. So balance, cardio, mobility, and strength, um, complement high impact activities with alignment-based activities. So, you know, if you're doing lots of running or strength training, try some yoga or stretching, um, you know, and those var- that variety can help you break through cap- uh, plateaus. And like I said before, it helps keep you engaged. So, you know, walk, do a spin class, cl- do some rock climbing, dance, a group fitness class, surfing, swimming, try some skateboarding out again or Tai Chi, Supboarding, rowing, boxing, do some isometrics or martial arts. Like there's a plethora of physical activities. So it's all about experimenting and trying things out and having some fun and, you know, challenging yourself in different ways. Earlier on in the journey, I pulled out my longboard skateboard. Yeah, nice. And um, I was going stacked on, it. <laughs> now, yeah, I've stacked it a couple of times. I was going um, along, the, along a coastal route and it's just, you know, it's an old-fashioned manual push skateboard, yep. right? So I was walking up this hill and this guy on a longboard with an electric motor, full <laughs> knee pads, elbow yeah. pads, helmet, just comes up right up next to me. He's like, riding the wrong machine, mate. <laughs> <laughs> He's just living in 2030 with this yeah, like, robotic skateboard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're cheating. Yeah. <laughs> like, I am doing more for my mobility than you yeah. are, chief. <laughs> yeah. Jog on. Jog on. <laughs> Motor on. Um, it was funny. My mum was just telling us last night about she's gotten a bike and she was <laughs> riding <laughs> My over My mum just got a bike as well yeah, from Aldi. What's happening? Yeah, go on. Go, Is it an electric one? No. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> mum, my mum got electric. She was right, riding over the bridge from Optus Stadium and um, I think there's like a w- half a wall and half it's like glass or something like that. There's yeah. a section there. So she's riding and then she hears the, a bell dinging behind her, like move out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> so she's try she doesn't she's not a very a coordinated person but she's trying to ride to the left and then she rides too far so her arm is grating against the wall and she's just pacing and just g- chewing her arm up on oh, the concrete just copped it <laughs> just copped it cheese grater just cheese grater she's got all these cuts <laughs> oh, up <her> no. <laughs> all in the name of health eh <laughs> bikes are friggin dangerous. yeah dangerous um, just be so careful out you just there, gotta everyone. be you just gotta be so careful. <laughs> Um, the next one is is focusing on your NEAT. Um, again, back in episode four, I believe, was um, getting your NEAT or your non-exercise activity thermogenesis up. Remember, if you don't use it, you lose it. Just thinking about how can I move my body more on a day-to-day, minute-to-minute basis. So walking, fidgeting, twiddling your thumbs, typing, cleaning, gardening, stretching while was- watching TV, it's all movement other than planned exercise. Um, as we spoke about in that week, it burns more calories than planned exercise. And the benefits of physical activity and just moving your body um, come from like unstructured and when it's just incorporated into daily life. So just moving your body more, 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 more. And then the beauty of NEAT is that it doesn't really require adding more time to your day. You just squeeze in small amounts of movement anytime, any place. So kind of like we just mentioned with the hanging, while your kettle's boiling, while the pot's boiling, while the microwave's going, while you're waiting for an email to load or whatever it might be, just you know do a couple air squats or we walk to take a lap of the office or do some stimulated hanging, like just moving your body on a, on a day-to-day, minute-to-minute basis. We've spoken about movement, but what is functional movement? 
So just like we spoke in the resistance training week, functional movements are the fundamental human movement patterns. Um, they're the movements that add or mimic everyday life movements. So for example, like a squat in the gym mimics sitting and standing. A lunge mimics walking or climbing the stairs. A push-up uh, mimics pushing a vacuum or a shopping trolley or scrubbing or pushing a door open and close. So these functional movements like squats, lunges, pull-downs, push-ups, overhead presses, they're compound movements. They use lots of muscle groups, lots of joints. Um, they burn more calories and they help us move more effectively and can be included in heaps of different ways throughout the day. So prioritizing those movements in your gym routine is really important. And just like you've done with your exercise routine, practicing all the stuff from those those body weight exercise routines that I outlined in episode two, you've increased your strength of your quads and your hammies and your glutes and your calves, and you've increased the range of motion in your knees and your ankles. So, you know, it doesn't hurt when you step up that curb. Awesome. Or when you go for a run playing footy, like, you know, we want to simulate these movements in the gym that are going to help us in everyday life, if that makes sense. This next one, move with integrity. And we're going to take a moment right now to observe how our posture is and feels. Now, yeah. It is a bit of chalk and cheese right now, <laughs> what's happening, because I was kind of skipping ahead reading while you were explaining that. I was listening, <laughs> um, and I've just noticed how I'm sitting, and it is absolutely effed. It's atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, listeners as well, take a pause. Don't move your body. I hope you haven't moved, but just think about how you're sitting right now. Like, are you kind of yeah. leaning to one side? Are you really hunched over? Like, me and my brothers are natural hunches. Every one of us, like if we're sitting down, it's like either elbows on knees or elbows on hips, but kind of our forward, our shoulders are just completely rolled yeah. forwards, heads forward. And like, think about how heavy your head is. Like it's, yeah. it's a heavy <laughs> object. And if it's in front of your body, it's adding strain on your neck and your upper back. So moving in, moving with integrity pretty much just means like being mindful of how we move as well as sit and stand throughout the day. So, you know, me with my forward shoulders and my natural hunching, I've just got to like be conscious of that and aware of that and just check in with myself throughout the day. So, how am I sitting? Can I pull my shoulders back? You know, you imagine a the head of a flashlight on your chest. You want that flashlight pointing up and at the person in front mm. of you, right, rather than down at the ground. So just kind of like pull it. You don't need to like, you know, puff your chest out and be this big Superman bravado guy, but like, or girl, but just standing tall, standing proud. You can think about like a, a string going through the top of your skull all the way down to the bottom of your tailbone and you want to pull that string up. So it's just nice and tall, very like strong, you know, powerful kind of standing or sitting position. So- Alignment is the foundation of functional movement that you can practice throughout your day. So no matter what you're doing, sitting, standing, or moving, um, and awareness is usually the first step, and that alone can lead to massive changes. So just being aware of how you're sitting, how you're standing, how you're moving, and are you moving with integrity or just kind of like slumping down all the time? So right now I'm sitting on my chair. The chair, it's a swivel office chair. Yep. It's, it's on a 45-degree angle, like the chair itself, <laughs> pointing <laughs> off to the side. I'm sitting right on the edge of it. And I've got my elbows on the desk and my shoulders are completely rolled forward. Yeah. Uh, and I can feel my lower back going, oi, you <laughs> fellas, <laughs> sit, got up. <laughs> sit up, you idiot. Yeah. So I'm going to so, do that right now. Yeah. So I, I often, when we're doing these podcasts, you'll see me kind of just like sit nice and flat with my back against the chair and kind of pulling my shoulders back. Um, if you do find yourself, like a lot of um, offices these days will have like a lot of ergonomic, um, you know, practices like they'll get someone to come and check on your height of your computer or the height of your chair and all that sort of stuff so if you've got your computer hopefully it's at eye level so you shouldn't have it lower than that because obviously your head's going to be looking down at the screen so hopefully you can bring your computer up to eye level um, putting it on a standing desk is a great idea if you're sitting for a long period of time 
getting like a small plastic water bottle or a small towel and rolling it up to the size of a small plastic water bottle and just putting it behind the low mid back um, because that helps with the natural curve of your spine. So if you usually sit down in the chair, you can probably notice that your kind of your spine just slumps and curves to fit the shape of the chair. It's kind of like a cup. So we want to kind of create that like natural curve in the spine that you've got at the low back and then just sit nice and tall. Um, if you're driving in the car, putting your rear vision mirrors facing up a little bit. So it kind of encourages you to sit up so you can see into the mirror. Um, yeah. It's just like a nice little cue. Um, but yeah, just just checking in with that, like, you know, making sure you're checking with your posture, standing loud and proud, you know, that string from the top of your head down to your tailbone, having that flashlight on your chest and, and fo- facing it forward or facing it up um, and just moving with integrity. I'm a shocker. So I my posture will normally start well if I'm sort of sitting at my desk at work. But then I will slowly but surely slump. So I'm sort of like I'm not sort of leaning over, but like my my bum is sort of sliding forward. So mm. I'm almost like leaning, I don't know, slouching, I guess, relaxing into my chair. Yeah. Obviously flat out really busy, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just having a nap. Um, so that's what that's what gets me. And I don't really realise until my body aches and starts telling me like, oh yeah. Sort it out. Yeah. Well, I think it was in the neat week we spoke about different things to do during the day to increase your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. But just just think about how can I change my body's position because there's like quotes that are out there that sitting is the new smoking. Now, I don't know if I necessarily like adhere to that kind of that slang or that saying, sorry. Um, but there's nothing necessarily wrong with sitting, but it's a sitting for extended periods of time. If you're sitting for 30, 60, 90, 120 minutes at a time, something's up. Like you need to move your body and just change your position. So whether it's standing for a little bit or taking a lap of the office or sitting on the floor for a little bit with your with your phone or your laptop or whatever it might be if you're doing work or, um, you know, getting into a 90-90 position or even popping your – get into a cross-legged position on your chair. Like just think about how, you can, how can I change the position of my hips, my ankles, my back? Can I kind of lean this way or lean that way? So – there's nothing, nothing necessarily wrong with sitting. It's just the sitting for extended period of time that is that's really bad. Christian, the penultimate tip, the second last tip, <laughs> preventative tips. <laughs> preventive tips. Yep. So a couple couple within this tip. So a tip within a tip. Um, so you know, being mobile just means like your body is just feeling good, right? Like you want your body to feel good. You want to be able to do all those things with your buddies or you know, with your partner or your kids or your dog, like you want to just have your body feeling nice. So preventive tips is all about like recovering and making sure the body's feeling nimble and athletic um, all the time or hopefully most of the time. So number one within preventive tips is to prioritize recovery. So you want to take at least one day off from rigorous exercise each week. Like two to three days of strength training is ample for most and active rest or, you know, taking a day off means mobility exercises. So there's nice like stretchy or dynamic movements walking, light exercise, go for a, you know, swim at the beach. Like it doesn't mean sitting on your ass and doing, doing nothing. Um, but just that active kind of rest or active recovery. Number two within preventive tips is to stretch, mobilize and prime before and after exercise. So you want to warm up by actively mobilizing your muscles and joints with exercise specific movements before diving into exercise and employ proper cool downs by stretching afterwards as well. And then the last one within preventive tips is to listen to your body. So you don't want to muscle through workouts, especially if you're tanked from stress and bad sleep. So if you're having really bad, bad night's sleep a few nights in a row, definitely best to skip the, you know, the rigorous workout and just do something a bit more restorative instead. You want to get all those low grade nagging pains checked out. If you're sick, take time to recover. Um, and if you are sick, you know, sometimes a, a walk outside can support health, but pushing yourself too hard can prolong the sickness. So 
you just got to listen to those signals because remember that deck collector's always come and knocking and he'll do the fax, he'll do the text message, he'll do the call, he'll knock on your door. If you don't heed those warning signals, he's going to back down your door and he'll, he'll bash you. Which is terrible. Which is not good. Sorry, I meant to laugh at that a bit more. Yeah, I was thinking just about staring what I was going to say going, yeah. <laughs> I was being too good at the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot to laugh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want a deck collector to come and take my days. It's terrible. Nah, nah, um, this last bit, keeping your tools in sight. I This is why I was half tuned out. <laughs> the top bullet point is foam roller now yeah. is there a right or wrong way to use a foam roller clearly you don't want to be putting the foam roller in places you shouldn't be but <laughs> is there a right way of sort of laying on it should it be so i was <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> so me and my dad had this debate he thinks a foam roller should be perpendicular with your spine Right. So up and down, whereas I like to have it horizontal and I like to roll across it. Yeah. Because it sort of, I find it loosens, especially the top part of my back and yeah. sort of between my shoulder blades. Yeah. And I sort of will adjust. So I'll sort of roll on sort of one side a bit yeah. more than the other side and it really just loosens everything up. Yeah. And then go perpendicular and just sort of lay there and get it the edge of it right into my neck. I love the foam roller. Yeah. Is there a right or wrong way to foam roll? But both of those are correct. Both answers depend, uh-huh. depend depending nice. on what you're trying to achieve. So yeah. let's just use the as an example of using it per, like you know straight up and down the spine, the length of the spine. If you were to leave it on the length of the spine and then let your shoulders go yeah. backwards in your hands, think about the stretch that gets like mm. in your pecs and like your shoulders. Yeah. So nice. And you can do walls, you know, you can move your arms up and down. So it's actually getting into the size of your scapulas and those snakes on oh, either. I never thought of up and down. Yeah, nice. a, bit of a bit of a wall wall angel is what we call them. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the way that you use it is the way I use it every morning, like right up and down the back, you know, lean to one side, get my lats, get the upper scapula, like depending on where those sore points are. But you can kind of think about it um, as it's like it's trigger point release or mm. it's myofascial release. So you find those sticky little points or those sore little points and you just kind of roll back and forth on that and you, you stick on it for a little bit and breathe into that area just to kind of release those points um lacrosse balls are great for that as well they're really hard they're small yeah. but you find those niggly areas where wherever it might be on your body say for example you got a really niggly point in your glute so you find that point on your glute cheek yeah. and you find where it's sore and you just roll ever so slightly side to side and you're just breathing through it. The key point is to breathe because you want to tell your central nervous system to calm down. So just like we said in the stress week, um, you want to breathe to tell the central nervous system to calm down and say it's okay for this area not to be so tight. We can relax. Um, so the cross balls are great. Foam rollers at different different intensities, as you would have seen. You probably got like a soft one. You can get harder ones. You can get ones with little nubs on it, which are like terrible. Oh, hectic. Yeah, it's like I've torture, I've just got dude. a big um, thick boy. Thick boy, <laughs> thick hard boy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like oh, yoga mats, yoga blocks, um, resistance bands, uh, mini trampoline is great just to get a few bouncies in the morning, yeah, right. bouncies at night, yeah. Um, kettlebells are good just for kind of – it's like a – unconventional tool to build some strength in different different ranges pull up bars pillows and rugs on the floor resistance bands like lots of different tools to just increase your mobility in different ways but the reason i said to keep them in sight is just like you were saying with the dork goggles a few weeks ago yes that you put them in the the drawer and you forget to use them correct if you've got these things in sight it acts as a visual prompt a visual cue a visual reminder oh i want to do that thing or i should do that thing so you know, maybe don't, don't just leave it strewn all over the floor like your child's been playing with them all, but like maybe you have a nice little box full of your recovery tools or your mobility tools um, in the corner of the living room. So 
you know, you go turn the TV on and then you see your little box in the corner and you go, oh, there's my foam roller. I'm going to do some foam rolling for the first five to 10 minutes of this show and whatever else. Or, you know, I'm feeling really sore. Oh, I can see my lacrosse ball over there. Maybe I'll just do some trigger point release for a little while. So keeping them in sight just acts as a visual prompt or a visual cue to do those things. If all of this stuff is something that you want to start doing and you think it'll benefit you, make sure you give it a couple of weeks. Cause yeah. Everything that I've tried throughout this series is taking it two to three weeks to really get my head around and and do consistently. Yeah. So like door goggles, that was the worst one. That took me like about three weeks yeah. <laughs> to keep wearing those. But it works and you have to give that stuff the time to be able to become a habit, become routine and you just feel amazing afterwards. Yeah, and that's the key thing. Like you've been unwinding bad habits that you've developed over decades. So that's why you've fallen back into habits mm. every now and then because it's just it's, an, it's the easy thing to do. At the same time, you've tried to be, incorporate lots of new habits and they fall away because it's not natural for you to do those new habits. So the more you do it, the more consistent you are, the easier it is to do these things. But like you said, it takes three weeks, four weeks, six weeks, plus takes a year to kind of develop these habits and just make it part of your routine and who you are and what you do. Action steps for this week, Gosser. Alrighty, action steps. So I number don't one, like the sound of this yeah. first one. <laughs> yeah. Number one is to sit on the floor at least once per day. So take a call, eat some food, play with your cat, your dog, read, talk. Like just get down there and just sit on the floor for a little bit. Just get that cross-legged, get the wide-legged situation going on. Just increase that mobility in your hips. How long do I need to sit on the floor for? Just as long as you'd like. Yeah, so you could just do – honestly, you getting up and down from the floor – is a, is a good thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. think about an old person and you, they get the dreaded call. Um, the hospital on triple zero gets a dreaded call of an old person falling over and can't get back up. You want to learn how to, you want to be able to get up and down from the floor from a fall. Mm. And if you're only 30 and you can't do that, that's <laughs> just practice getting up and down from the floor. Do us do it once. Like before you I get can, into bed, get on I the floor and get back it, up. Just not well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's no, there's no time limit on the floor sitting. Um, so just, you know, take a call, eat some food, read, talk. But what I'll, the second action step is to do a total of 90 seconds to three minutes hanging or simulated hanging each day this week as well. So remember off the back of a chair, off the back of a couch, off a kitchen bench or a table, that's all the simulated hanging. So just kind of grabbing onto the back of that thing or the side of that thing and kind of just leaning back into it, just stretching those lats out in the shoulder girdle. Or if you're able to and willing enough, you know, grab something overhead and just hang for a little while mm. and whatever it might be. And the last one, remember, YouTube's a gold mine. I'll put a link in the show notes, but what I want you to do is go onto YouTube. This is a bit of an extra credit one. Go onto YouTube and just find like a follow along mobility routine. So I'll put a link in the show notes for one that I really like or a, 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 a YouTube channel that I really like. Um, and just do a follow along one. Could be seven minutes, 13 minutes or 20 minutes, depending on how long you kind of want to devote to that, that practice. Um, and then some more extra credit, just choose some of the mo your favorite mobility moves from those videos and repeat them daily because that's the beauty of um, mobility exercises is generally they're quite low impact. Um, they feel really good, make you feel stronger in those movements. And the more you practice them, the better uh, control over those range of motion you will uh, the better control over those ranges of motion you will get. Gosh, so we know YouTube is a gold mine. We learned that in the resistance training episode mm -hmm. way back when. What was that? One, two. two? Yeah. yeah. No, it wasn't one because that was goal setting. <laughs> hey. On the ball. <laughs> On the ball. <laughs> mentally, mentally active. Look I am here and listening. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> YouTube is a gold mine. Yeah. Anything you need to figure out how to do or you're just not quite sure what something looks like. Yeah. 
all on that wide, wonderful world of yep, the web. Exactly right. So I'll, I'll, I'll pop a few examples in the show notes today. So make sure you check those out. Um, but just to recap, sit on the floor at least once per day, total of 90 seconds to three minutes hanging or simulated hanging, and then just do one of the follow along mobility routines just to get the self feeling loosey goosey. All right, guys, so before we wrap up and dive into the mailbag, next week is our last show, our last episode of mm. the Busy Blokes podcast season one with a little just leaving That's it right. hanging for season two. Yeah, essentially, yeah. <laughs> haven't worked it out yet, but we'll, we'll be back. <laughs> Don't you worry about that. If, you, if there's something that you have wanted to know or there's a question that you've wanted to ask but didn't think was – you know, this week or the previous week was the right time to ask it. Ask it next week. Yeah. Get a get into our slide into our DMs. Yeah. Flick us a note and we'll ask it on the podcast next week. Could be literally anything. Yeah. Could be health related, could be podcast related, could be just a question about either of us. Whatever whatever questions have been on your mind or anything you want asked on the podcast or answered on the podcast next week, we'll get that. We'll get that sorted. Funny, serious, indifferent, <laughs> whatever you want. Bit of a mixed bag, I reckon. Correct. Now, Christian, this week in the mailbag is just one little fish and it says, do you have to be flexible to do mobility well? No. So mobility, there's levels to it, okay? So whatever you find challenging, you just put push yourself slightly into that challenge mode and that's where you sit. So let's say, for example, like a typical hamstring stretch, like I'll use stretching as an example, Hamstring stretch, you're sitting on your butt, you've got your legs out in front of you, you're reaching towards your toes. Um, I could tell one person to grab their toes and they happily do it because that's what they can do. I tell one person to grab their toes and they can only reach their knees, which is me, <laughs> most of the population. <laughs> yeah. So for the person who can reach their knees to challenge themselves, they reach their knees and just push that little bit further and they're just breathing through it, breathing through it until they stretch and elongate that muscle. Tomorrow happens again, reach your toes. They go a little bit further below the knees. They just sit there, stretch, strengthen, and it just goes day in and day out until eventually, hopefully, they get closer towards their toes. The more you practice something in those challenging points, the better you're going to get at that. So you don't need to be flexible to do mobility, but you just find the movements, like e.g. off these YouTube videos, um, that feel good for you and you just practice them often and regularly. So find the point where it challenges you, go just a little bit past that challenge and then you kind of practice that, practice that, practice that until you get better and then you just keep challenging yourself until you can actively own those ranges of motion. Is there a time frame that people should be looking to stick to or sort of a goal where, you, where you'll be able to see real sort of mobility changes in your body? Like real mobility yeah. changes, yeah, six to twelve months plus, yeah, yeah right, yeah, that and depend, de- yeah, depending on where you're at as well. Like if you've got someone with a completely cooked shoulder, mm. they might take eighteen months to get back to full range of motion, full ownership of that, you know, range and being able to exert strength in that, like you know, pushing overhead or whatever it might be. Um, if you've got someone who's just got a little bit of a tweaked ankle and just needs to increase the range of motion a little bit, you know, maybe it takes them three months or whatever it might be. So everyone's different. The time's going to be longer, but I guarantee you that the the benefits will far outweigh the um, the cost of time that it, and effort that it takes to do it, if that makes sense. So like with everything, just make it fun, make it enjoyable, put some TV on the background, um, play some of your favorite music, 
do it while you're normally doing just everyday tasks while you're waiting for the kettle to boil or things like that. So hack your day just to do some mobility moves here and there and and you'll you'll you know receive the fruits from that labor eventually. I reckon I say this with every topic each week, but I reckon this one's pretty important. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, just they're, all yeah, they're all important. Um, <laughs> What's the gold nugget for this the week, Gossard? Well, the goldy, goldy nugget. Um, I just was speaking about this to a client this morning, so I thought I may as well just use this as my golden nugget. But um, one of his action steps was to start priming and warming up a little bit more before exercise because he found that he was just getting straight into it. Um, which we had a discussion about this, but just getting straight into your workouts increases your risk of injury. If you just go straight into it as a frozen rubber band, it's just going to snap, right? So we want to warm the rubber band up. We want to make it nice and loosey-goosey and ready to go. Um, So you want to warm up by actively mobilizing those muscles and joints with exercise-specific movements. So again, if you're doing squats that day, lunges, bench presses, push-ups, if you're going to go for a run, if you're going to go for a swim, just YouTube it. Swimming warm up, running warm up, um, squat warm ups, lunging warm ups, um, push up warm ups, whatever it might be. So you can do these movements for five to ten minutes to get the body ready and primed to go. So you're not just like you know a frozen lackey band that's about to snap and get injured. Radio Christian. Well, that's all we've got time for this week. Thanks for listening to the Busy Blokes podcast. It's your one stop shop for the best bang for your buck health hacks. Head over to our Instagram page at Busy Blokes Podcast for more tips and tricks to help you become healthier and happier. And you can find me on Instagram at healthcoachchristian or my website, www.healthcoachchristian.com. If you have any questions or want to share your stories, email us at busyblokespodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Insta. Thanks to Damon Sutton for your audio wizardry behind the scenes legend. Really appreciate it. Tune in next week for the last hurrah. The final hurrah. You beauty. We'll find out if I've been a good little boy or not. <laughs> Love you, Dad. See you then, David. <laughs> <laughs> I will see you then. Love you, Dad. Love you, Dad.